0: This podcast is a production of WCWP, LIU Public Radio. Check out our lineup of original programs, listen live, or support by visiting WCWP.org.
1: It's 9 a.m. Friday morning on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org, and it's time for Chamber Chatter. What is Chamber Chatter? It's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders, underwritten by Maptoon's Long Island Chamber Maps. My name is Mark Snyder, and let me introduce my three guests joining me today via Zoom technology. We have Dominic Minerva, immediate past president of the Valley Stream Chamber of Commerce. And Dom, congratulations to you on serving six years for the chamber. Thank you. Gene Judd, vice president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Belmores, and Thomas Gretsch, president and CEO of the very powerful, the mighty Queens County Chamber of Commerce. Tom, Gene and Dominic, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much. I have the three of you on for a very specific reason. All three of you were previously on Chamber Chatter just prior to the start of the pandemic. Dominic and Tom, you were on the same program in late February, 2020, which was just a few weeks before the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. And Gene, you were on the program mid-March 2020, the week that all hell literally (laughs) broke loose. So this morning, I wanted to take some of our time to venture back 20 months ago and talk about your experiences with the pandemic. Also on our show today, Genie in a Bottle, we're gonna take look at a look back on the wishes our leaders had for their chamber and how the pandemic may have put a crimp in their plans. And then there's Day Tripper, that's where we'll learn how to spend a day in the three communities we have on the program with us today. So you can see we got a big show lined up. Let's get started, Tom. Let's start with you. When you look back on that time in March, 2020, we all started to realize what was happening in the world what goes through your mind
2: so it's interesting and again mark and uh uh gene and and dominic thank you so much uh and wcwp for hosting us and having us today so um march 13th was our annual saint patrick's day event in queens and that was the day for queens county when all hell broke loose we had um new york city police commissioner um, Dermot Shea is our, is our keynote speaker. We honored our friends at the Bungalow Bar and the Rockaway Hotel who were hoping to open up in the spring and all looked great, except there were storm clouds on the horizons. And shortly thereafter, um, everything was canceled. The first major thing that was canceled was New York's St. Patrick's Day parade, which I think jolted people to be in a sense of this is the real deal. This is real. This is not going to go away tomorrow or the next day. It's funny. Commissioner Shea remarked to the crowd that day. These might be the last bagpipers you see for a while. And that surely came true. But it was a very, very rough road. Um, You know, we're all New Yorkers. I know my friends to the east in Nassau and Suffolk and all five boroughs in the area suffered greatly in a very, very big way. And we'll talk more about some of those specifics as time goes by. But uh, a really, really tough time for all involved, whether that businesses, Not-for-profits, individuals, and so on.
1: In hindsight, um, how did your chamber? How did you feel your chamber responded?
2: So um, shortly after that that shutdown, I sent my staff home and kind of said, "We'll talk to you in a week or so, and we'll figure out what next steps are." Little did we know that it was going to be so cataclysmic. I can tell you that over the course of time, um, there's twenty-seven thousand restaurants in the five boroughs of New York. There's six thousand in Queens County. Sadly, a thousand of those closed, and for the most part, will probably never reopen. Um, there's been a little bit of an uptick in some of those old abandoned spaces, having some new businesses in there. But the devastation was far and wide. My chamber, I'm very proud of what we did. We jumped to the we jumped to the to the uh, to the parapet, so to speak. We um, we marshaled our resources, and for example, in 2019, we had 330 in-person events in 2020 we had 350 events and except for that St. pat's event everything else was virtual we held the feet uh, the feet of the fire to our elected officials from uh, the queen's delegation as well as people like tom swazi and pete, and pete king to get people the aid they needed the triple p money never really trickled down until late april but they came through for us so it was a really really tough time but we're proud of how we reacted you know government Government sometimes is slow, but I'll never bet against the U.S. government across the board. You know, people beat up the SBA in a very, very big way. But the SBA, the Small Business Administration that was charged with giving those funds out, they processed more applications in those 14 days than they had in the previous 14 years. It's remarkable. But you know what? We came through it. We got it done. Um, A lot of death and destruction in, in 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 the path of this thing. But uh, we're kind of emerging. I'm not going to say stronger uh, as a city and as a region, but we're. Uh, I think we learned a lot of lessons going forward.
1: Hmm. Anything you would have done differently?
2: Um. That's a really, really tough question and a good question. Um, we probably would have taken the challenges that we were coming that were coming to us maybe more seriously, in that it was not going to go away in a couple of weeks or a month or so. But nobody really knew. So. I think at the end of the day, we did what we had to do and the way we had to do it. You know, in fact, I had the COVID really bad, came within an inch of my life. My staff rose to the
1: occasion when I was out. But uh, like I said, we survived and we thrived. Wow. Sorry to hear that uh, you suffered. Glad you're on the program with us today. Thank you. Dominic, uh, you were the president of the Valley Stream Chamber in 2020. And that's why I'm having you back on the program, even though you've wrapped up a six-year term and there's a new president in place. And a quick shout out to new president, Sasan Shavansan. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Okay. So just a few short weeks after your appearance on Chamber Chatter, the whole world fell apart, right? Yes. Um, Give me your thoughts on that time. What what was that like for you as president?
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, it was definitely uh, a crazy time. Uh, I remember that, you know, surreal feeling. I think, uh, I was uh, you know, on the uh, phone with one of my, bus- with my business partner, and I was driving on, uh, I don't remember, it was the Southern State on the Meadowbrook Parkway, and they were flashing the signs on the screen, stay home, stay home. And I uh, called my partner, I said, I think we better send everyone home and close the office till uh, this thing uh, gets straightened out. Never did I imagine that it was going to uh, drag on for so long and um, you know, be so devastating uh, to everybody. Uh, we immediately uh, started consulting with the village as, as the chamber. We immediately consulted with our village government, um, and we started uh, thinking of ways. I guess you know, uh, come April, uh, that we can get the word out on the programs available and see what we can start doing to help people. And we continued that through the pro through the summer as things started to ease. Uh, We worked with them on, you know, programs for on-street dining, which we never did. Um, We had a few ideas that didn't pan out because, you know, it was uh, a difficult time and, and uh, you know, new uh, set of rules. So we tried to do a car show to help bring people to our downtown, but uh, the local Department of Health said uh, not so fast. Uh, Thankfully, we were able to do it this summer in 2021 and bring a lot of people back to our downtown uh, so we uh, worked with our village government and um, you know the b- businesses closed but uh, I think we recovered pretty well in Valley stream. Um, the closures were not that many considering the circumstances and a lot of the vacant uh, storefronts have been uh, refilled and we have uh, you know a lot of new stores in our downtown so I, you know we're seeing the light at the top tu- at the end of the tunnel and uh, it's definitely been quite a roller coaster ride the last uh, year and a half now.
1: Sure has. Um, you talk about the car show. Uh, Gene, that's uh, one of the uh, your chamber's signature events. Um, now, you were on our program in mid-March 2020, just as all heck was about to break loose. And I remember meeting you at the studios, along with the other guests we had, and I had this sinking feeling that things were going to get very different for, for us all very quickly.
0: Yeah, it and was... Um... Certainly a big shock and surprise. We did, like everybody else, did not realize the length of time that we would be shut down Um, as a chamber, as a small businessman, um, as a lot of other non for profits that run events such as the Lions Flea Market, outdoor event, and like you mentioned, Mark, the car show. Um, The car show is a big fundraiser for us. It's a very uh, well-known show for Friday night um, at the local train station. Um, we've been, you know, talked about nationwide in hot rod magazines, Belmore Friday night car show is a big thing. So it was not easy for us, um, to just cancel that show. Um, you know, we, we canceled it, but a lot of people continue to come and, um, try to do the show on their own. We, you know, went out and spoke with them and explained the circumstances and, you know, that it was about the board of health and try not to, set up and ruin it for when we were able to uh get ready so we did lose the entire year it was unfortunate um but fortunately for this past year um even when we were not back 100 we were able to run the car show this year so it's been a big help um as far as raising some money and getting people into our towns you know the car show is great mostly because it brings people into the town to be able to shop to walk around to check out our restaurants, check out the stores. Even if some stores are closed, they walk through the avenue and can see stores that come back during the week. So um, we are fortunate. We are able to um, get the car show back and running this year. And the participants were really good. In the beginning, we had to have them wear masks and social distance. We did every other space until things got a little bit better and the Board of Health slowly gave us a little bit more. But um, fortunately, like you said, the car show Um, was a big surprise last
1: year. Well, well, listen, you're a chamber that's very active with events in the community, seemingly almost weekly. There are things going on in Belmore, um, hat tip to your chamber for all the effort you put on that. Um, so I'm glad to see the car shows are back and I'm sure you got other things up your sleeve as we try to turn a big corner here. Uh, Tom, um, you oversee a, a massive community of Queens County, uh, where is Queens now, and wh- where are you guys headed? You know,
2: we were devastated in lots of different areas, but one of the ones that was that was and is near and dear to my heart are the airport reconstructions. The two airports, LaGuardia and Kennedy, will be coming um, back online pretty soon with their, with their construction. That are probably two of the largest construction projects in the eastern half of the U.S. And during the COVID, I mean, I drive to work every day in Queens and to go by LaGuardia and some days by JFK and Nazi, a single plane in the air was killer. I mean, I look at every one of those flights is thousands and thousands of jobs. Uh, I live eight miles from JFK, and while some people make a lot of noise about the noise uh, at JFK Airport, I think uh, over the course of time, the noise will be abated by technology. But in the meantime, that is a huge economic driver. All those construction jobs, all those airline jobs, all those Support jobs went away. The airlines together, the two airports together, uh, provide employment for about fifty thousand people. That's that's not Queens people. That's people from all over Nassau and Suffolk, um, and and tangentially other services. Right, the food providers, uh, the construction people that do the you know the basic upkeep of maintenance and so on. So that was one of the ones that really really hurt us big time. On the other hand, the other big employer in Queens County is healthcare. Now while they were struggling and challenged by the COVID, I think most health systems in the area, including Long Island, rose to the occasion, whether it was Northwell, which has got an outpost here in Queens, Catholic Health Services in Long Island and others. I think for the most part, they did very, very well. Um, Now the challenge is to getting getting and keeping enough employees in those places.
1: You know, I vividly remember those quiet skies that you talk about. And uh, as peaceful as it was, and I'm sure for you, because I know where you live, uh, it, was, um, it was right. It was an eye-opener as far as just how many people were out of work because of that.
2: The only thing that came close to that was like 9-11. Um, on the night of 9-11 and 9-12, um, you know, there was no airplanes in the sky. It was almost as eerie because it lasted so much longer and affected so many more people as far as the air travel goes right and those those people not being able to work it was remarkable and i think it still is the airlines uh some of them almost went under but uh thankfully people are back to the skies for the most part business travel is included um the governor has opened up the borders now to canada which is a good thing and i think over the course of time you're going to see an ex- explosion of travel both leisure and business uh in the metropolitan area
1: i hope you're right Hey, guys, thanks a lot for that uh, recap. Uh, it's one of the reasons I had you on here, but I've had you on, having you on for a couple other reasons as well. Um, we have a new segment that's called Day Tripper. And, um, Dominic, you're going to be a first. Okay. So what's, what's Day Tripper? Well, let's say a family of five, a mom and a dad and three young children are going to come to Valley Stream to spend the day. They're arriving early and they're leaving late. Tell my audience, what's what's there to do in Valley Stream?
3: Okay, well, uh, I would think the perfect day trip for Valley Stream would start um, with our park. We have uh, the Hendrickson Park, uh, it's a village park, um, beautiful, has uh, walking trails, two ponds, um, as well as um, some uh, other activities, such as a playground. So I would say you start with a nice uh, visit to the park and a walk through the park, maybe have breakfast in the park, followed by our pool. We have a huge recently redone pool complex with three pools. So I would say after that, uh, they would visit our pools, go swimming. Uh, After uh, the pools, then uh, as the day gets a little later, the afternoon, early evening, uh, they should visit our downtown, and if it's a Friday night, we will, we have closed the street, we have on street dining, and uh, we have uh, our car show. Uh, we have a DJ at the car show every Friday night that's provided by the village and the chamber together uh, and to have dinner on our, our downtown uh, street. Uh, after that, uh, we have um, concerts in the park. So uh, on a different park. Uh, Uh, We have another park called the Village Green, which is right between our downtown and our Village Hall. And uh, there's a big band shell there. And around 7.30 p.m. they have a summer concert series. So I would say finish it off with a free concert and uh, then call it a night. Sounds like there's a lot to do in Valley Stream, Dominic. Thanks for sharing that
1: with us. Let's take a very quick break and then we're going to come back with Jeannie and a Bottle. And that's where we're going to take a trip back in time to learn what three wishes our guests had for their business group almost two years ago and how they have made out. And on our day tripper segment, we're going to find out what there is to do for a day in the Belmore. This is 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. I'm your host, Mark Snyder. This is Chamber Chatter, a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps, and the Maptoons Shoppers Discount app. With over 2,500 discounts island-wide, download the Maptoons app. That's M-A-P-T-O-O-N-S. Or you can simply visit shoppersdiscountcard.com. My business leaders with me today are Dominic Minerva, immediate past president of the Valley Stream Chamber of Commerce, Gene Judd, he's the vice president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Belmores, and Thomas Gretsch, president and CEO of the Queens County Chamber of Commerce. Okay, right around this time, we typically play genie in a bottle, and that's where our listening audience learns about the three wishes that our guests have for their chamber. However, since All three of you have been on this program before and already gave us your three wishes. Let's review them, keeping in mind that we were hit with a global pandemic right around that time. So, Tom, I'm going to start with you again. In February 2020, these were your three wishes for your chamber. One, less government interference. You said there was too much red tape and restrictions placed on businesses. Two, you wanted more Uh, connectivity with your peers. There were too many businesses leaving New York for Connecticut, New Jersey, North Carolina, Florida, et cetera. And three, you wanted the Mets to win the World Series. (laughs) So our hapless Mets aside, how did you do? So on the red tape
2: front, um, you know, I I just think there's some folks out there that just want to say on the one hand, and if I hear it again, um, it, it drives me crazy. Things like small businesses are the lifeblood of our community. And then they take both of our hands, put them behind our back and stop us from being that group. And I think my, I see my friend, Gene, nodding his head. It's not New York city. It's not NASA and Suffolk. It's us collectively that do this. Um, People think that small businesses are a piggy bank to do betas and testing on crazy rules and regulations. And it's got to stop. I will tell you, the genie in the bottle says it probably in some cases got worse. It's sort already of didn't get any better. But I think a lot of people learned the lesson of you can only push small businesses so far because frankly, they closed. When it became so difficult to make a buck, people just said, I've had enough. I can't do it between the supply chain, unable to hire people. Listen, there's there's places right now in Queens County where uh, dishwashers are making $30 an hour. and people like our president, Joe Biden, say you need to pay people more money. Well, you can't have $25 hamburgers in places like this by paying people more money. So I think red tape and a lack of understanding of how small businesses operate has been very, very difficult. I think the connectivity, point number two, um, regarding uh, outreach to my peers and other groups has actually gone pretty well. We had a couple of a couple of steps along the way that I think those that were involved regretted, like outreach from some some organizations to pull, pull companies from Manhattan out east. I think that was ill-advised and ill-timed. And I made it known in an op-ed to Newsday that we're all New Yorkers, that we should be worried about getting companies from relocating to South Carolina, North Carolina, and Florida. But I think the point was made. And then last but not least, I got to give some props to the Mets. So Steve Cohen and the ownership gave six community um, partners in Queens County, $17.5 million. And the Queens Chamber was one of them. And I was Santa Claus in March and April, thanks to Steve Cohen and the Alexandra Cohen Foundation. And we gave out $3.6 million in $20,000 increments, unrestricted grants to help small businesses. He is a hero in my mind. I got to know the man, what he did behind the scenes and right out front, I'll tell everybody that whether you're a Mets fan or a Yankee fan, Steve Cohen and the Mets stepped up. Let's just hope that he does get that World Series in the near future.
1: That's a great story. I was not aware that um, he let you play Santa Claus. That must have been a great experience for you. It was either Santa Claus or first base. And I
2: opted
1: opted for Santa Claus. Very good. Uh, Gene, in March 2020, you gave us your three wishes I don't know if you remember them, but here they are. One, increase in membership. Two, as we discussed, you're a very active chamber. You said, we need more volunteers. We've got the same handful of people doing all the work. And three, you wanted to eliminate empty storefronts. And then the pandemic hit, which may have greatly impacted all three of those, but let's talk about them.
0: Yeah, there hasn't... Um... We haven't had a great turnaround since uh, since then. Things have only uh, gone downhill um, as far as all three of them. It's fine. Those are the three things I wrote down again for the genie in the bottle. So we're still looking for the, you know, volunteers and membership. Um, the occupancy rate has not been that bad. I, I must say, like, um, there's only a couple stores here and there. And um, we have added a couple of new stores, so. It's a much smaller area than, say, Queens County. So um, we've kind of held our own. So i got to say, through throughout the pandemic, um, that's actually been the shining light. Nobody wants to drive through town and see vacant stores. So um, we were able to hold our own there. As far as volunteers, you know, we did this year have uh, – we're able to have our successful street festival, and we did um, gain some new volunteers and some new faces, which is always welcome, and that's something that we always – are looking for new faces, new members and new volunteers. So things have been going, you know, fairly positive. We're going in the right direction. You know, if we don't have the events, then we, can't, we don't really see uh, the new volunteers. So now that we're getting back on track with the regular events and our regular schedule, we are hoping people are gonna be looking forward to getting out of the house to participate, um, come to the events and also volunteer for the events um the last thing that i wanted to mention was the labor you know we we are looking forward looking a lot of the most of the stores actually in order to cope with the pandemic cut their hours they're having big labor problems they can't um find the wait staff they can't find the cooks they can't find the dishwashers um so the way that they're dealing with that is cutting back the hours which hurts everybody there's certain uh, restaurants and diners that have cut back the hours and are not serving breakfast. So as the employment frees up and people are ready to come back to work, um, I think that's going to be a big help for us, especially in Belvoir. More people want to come to work, then the um, store owners will be able to go back to their regular uh, hours rather than just kind of doing what they got to do to survive. So I'm looking forward to that. That's a big um, plus as people start to come back to work.
1: Okay. Thanks for that. Gene. Uh, Dominic, in February 2020, I don't know if you remember your wishes, but I got them written down. I think I remember two out of the three, but let's Let's go. Let's hear Uh, it. One, increased membership. By the way, a very popular wish on this program. Two, it was a good one. You wanted a physical location for your chamber. And number three, you wanted an executive assistant and Tom at the time made a great suggestion to you about hiring interns. Did you uh, get the results you were looking for?
3: Well, uh, I will say on on the membership, uh, we uh, lost a lot of members in 2020 in terms of uh, the memberships uh, we had over the last few years prior to that. But we did rebound. So in 2021, we're back up to almost where we were before the pandemic in terms of paid members for our chamber so we're very happy to see that rebound uh you know just one year later um so we're not above where we were um but at least we've uh recovered and um i believe that's going to hold steady uh i made that wish last time because uh, we're a big village there's a lot of businesses we know some other long island uh chambers that um maybe around the same as ours in terms of the size of their community. And they have a lot more members than than we do. We run around 100, 110 members a year, some of them have two, 300. So uh, we'll have to renew that effort to increase our membership once uh, everything levels out. Um, our downtown's doing okay. We I think we actually have more restaurants today than we did before the pandemic, which is great. Co- several opened uh, since uh, March of 2020. So uh, I'm pleased on that front. And um, I do not have an executive assistant and I am still uh, having my meetings over Zoom from everybody's offices, but uh, we'll see what next year brings. I don't think you touched on uh, a physical location
1: for your chamber. In fact, one of the things we mentioned when I went back and listened to the audio was we brought up Belmore because Belmore does have a physical location right by the train station. And you were talking- Yeah, we'll take the Belmore space. Thank you. But is it something that you're still looking
3: to pursue well um it would it would be uh it would be nice to have a physical presence uh it's something that i will have to uh, take up with uh the new president um him and i have a very good relationship so uh uh we will uh hopefully still pursue that um but uh no no physical presence now uh you know our physical presence is is zoom like everybody else <laughs> and uh you know, we hope for that in the future. Gene,
1: uh, is that location you have there by the train station, is that donated space or are you guys paying rent on that?
0: Yeah, we, um, paid to build that space, um, uh, from scratch. It is part of a NASA County police booth. Um, so we did pay our own fundraising to have that built, um, seven or eight years ago.
1: But the ca- the police in the county donated the spa- the land to you and you guys built on it. Is that what happened?
0: Yes, correct. Okay.
1: Uh, let's go back to you for a second, Tom. I realize we discussed your three wishes from, you know, 20 months ago. Do you have anything that's on your plate uh, for the present and moving forward?
2: Yeah. For right now, I, I told you the numbers that some of those businesses that got devastated, and I'm sure the other areas, uh, both in Valley Stream and the Belmores, were equally hurt as bad. We're right now doing a lot of effort to do upskilling or reskilling, not really job training or workforce development for the one segment. I mean, workforce development's an ongoing thing, right? But you figure if a thousand restaurants closed and every one of those places had five to 10 workers, those people, for the most part, were not highly skilled or even medium skilled. Place like Queens, they had issues with English as the second language, maybe even a GED. So we're gonna marshal all the resources we can to get those folks retrained and skilled for the coming years. Um, I read an interesting story in the the Wall Street Journal during this COVID that uh, there's about 3 million um, cashiers in America, 3 million. And you go to your local stores in many, many cases, some of the larger ones, especially, even if it's a CVS, not to mention the other big box stores, it's all self-pay. Those people have a skill Uh, that needs to be developed. I would argue that that skill ought to be developed into a customer service facing skill, right? Because when you make change, it's all computerized, right? But I think that those people, there's so many of them out there in our country, ought to be retrained, reskilled, what have you, to go back to helping out what's missing in many parts of our world, which is that personal touch. I think it's a really, really important area to focus on for job training.
1: Okay. Thanks for sharing that with us. Let's get back to our day tripper segment. So earlier in the program, we heard all about the things you can do for a day in Valley stream from Dominic. Now let's head a little further East. We'll stay on the South shore and we'll head into Belmore. Uh, Gene, what can a family of five do for a day in Belmore?
0: Okay. So the family of five, I was just thinking about a weekend we had here just two weekends ago, the Saturday before Halloween Um, Hopefully your family of five has a dog or a cat, because the first thing they would do is to bring their dog or cat into Belmore to uh, one of the grooming salons that we have. That'd be a great um, way to start the day. Um, The other thing you could do before you start walking through the village of Belmore would be to drop off your car um, at any one of the order repair shops that we have. We have great order repair shops here. You can get your oil changed or your car inspected um, there on a Saturday as you walk through the village. Everything that I'm going to mention here now is in walking distance. That's what's nice about our our, uh, village here in Belmore. The weekend I was mentioning was the weekend before Halloween. On that Saturday, we had a Halloween parade. So the children should come um, dressed in their costumes. They're going to have a parade uh, through the town. We have the streets closed. Um, That's up to the top of the town. They turn around, they come back, and on their way back, they go to all the merchants Anybody who has an orange pumpkin displayed um, is gonna give out candy for trick-or-treats. They're welcome to go into the stores and as they work their way back down towards the train station, the chamber has set up a trunk-or-treat. Now, trunk-or-treat is a new thing thing to me, first year I've ever even heard of trunk-or-treat. We have businesses who are not, um, don't have a physical location within the town, within the um, Bedford Avenue who want to support and still be part of the trick or treat. They come there and set up their cars, have displays um, and give out candy. It's a nice, safe environment. Um, at that point we had the kids taking pictures with different characters that we had brought on for the day. So after that, you would enjoy a lunch. We have great restaurants, Piccolo, Umberto's, Cavalieros, all nice in walking distance in the village after that we have a brand new business that just opened up it's called planet play um, they have a 700 square foot indoor jungle gym and an arcade and they do all types of virtual reality after that we have two movie theaters in walking distance so you take your choice to go to uh, one of the two movie theaters to see a movie and then again after you leave the movie theater we have excellent restaurants on bedford avenue that will finish you- off
1: I know your town well, and um, you're right. You're an active community, and there's a lot to do there. So thanks for that uh, 24-hour recap there. (laughs) All right, let's step out for a break. When we return, it's uh, Ask a Leader, and that's where I'll stop asking the questions. I'm going to turn over the mic to each of our guests. This is 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. We'll be right back. Okay, just like that, we're back. It's Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. My name is Mark Snyder, Chamber Chatter. It's a monthly roundtable discussion with today's Long Island business leaders. It's been underwritten by Maptoons, Long Island Chamber Maps. So let me reintroduce my three guests with me today. We have Dominic Minerva. He's the immediate past president of the Valley Stream Chamber of Commerce. Gene Judd, vice president of the Chamber of Commerce of the Belmores. And Thomas Gretsch, he's president and CEO of the Queens County Chamber of Commerce. And now it's time for a very popular segment on our program called Ask a Leader. It's popular because this is where I turn off the microphone and I let our chamber leaders ask the questions. So, Dominic, I'm going to start with you. What would you like to ask Gene or Tom about their chamber or about
3: their communities? Well, I guess I would ask them both, you know, what we found to be the most challenging. Absent the pandemic, we've always been steady in terms of uh, our number of of members. Whenever we have a little bit of a membership drive, we always find that we get a few more. But um, by the end of the year, a few have not renewed and we wind up equaling out. So I guess my question would be if they have any ideas of what they've done for membership drives to uh, attract new members and if they... um, were successful in getting uh, the inc- their membership uh, increased over what they typically have when they did those drives.
2: Uh, I'll take a shot at that one. So like everybody else, every every nickel and every dime counted during those difficult times. So what we did was we kind of put our heads together internally here and try to figure out a lot of the bigger players, some of the banks and brokerage firms, uh, and not just the giant guys, um, but, but some of the more established ones that had budget that they could not spend because of the COVID, right? marketing budget we went out and we put together a plan for an adopt a member um, frankly we served anybody that came to us no matter what um but again we're a membership organization like like Jean's organization and like mm-hmm. Dominic's and we live and die by our membership dollars right so we approached some banks and some others and my membership um, uh, the, the introductory one is three seventy dollars a year not a king's ransom for anybody who's got a small business but you know what when every nickel and dime counts during the COVID, it wasn't sustainable for companies to write that check. So I got people that adopted five small businesses. I got people that adopted 10. So for $3,700 or for half of that for the five, I asked a a, a big shot member to write us a check to adopt. And I made it a point to introduce them and let the small business know that so-and-so bank, um, many cases it was TD Bank, Master Savings Bank, A a number of those banks came through for us in the clutch, and I made it a point to make sure that the business that was adopted knew who were there, um, you know, they were the beneficiary of an adoption. And that money came right to the chamber, and I told my staff, listen, we don't want to have any layoffs here. We're going to redouble our efforts, so let's make sure we always onboard our new members well. Let's make extra special careful, extra special certain that they feel the love and the warmth and that they become happy members of the Queens chamber. And frankly, we got about a 15 to 18% upkick in
3: members over that 19 month period. Wow. That's, uh, that's excellent. And that's uh, definitely a different idea. Yeah. You know what? I mean, <laughs> definitely I, have, thinking I, out the box, I think. check for $5,000
2: a year, the big, the, you know, the really big boys, listen, it's all about the membership dollars and making an impact for the small guys. So Thank you, Dominic. It worked out pretty well. Happy to talk to you offline about some tactical stuff there, but yeah, it worked out very well for us.
1: Thank you. I like that idea, and you know, Dominic, um, you could do it on a much smaller scale. You don't need, you know, five thousand dollars, but maybe you need five hundred from a
3: yeah we more have successful but, uh, business
1: that can take you know adopt five businesses. It
2: starts with yeah. one. You just adopt one, right? It makes a difference in somebody's life.
3: Yeah, our annual membership is, uh, you know, $125. So uh, if we got someone to adopt five uh, members, it would only be about $600. And uh, we have some employers uh, like banks, and uh, we have actually a lot of car dealerships that are on the larger side that may be able to do that. I got one of my
2: local printers, because we want to keep it all local, to make up signs uh, that were like two feet by three feet. that called them a small business hero. It was the name of the adopter and the name of the adoptee, and we had them put it in the uh, in the small businesses window to brag and be proud about the fact that XYZ Bank or whatever adopted them as a member of the Queen's Chamber.
1: I like that. What do you think of that, Jane? You got anything that can top that? Yeah, I don't <laughs> know if we can top that. <laughs>
0: That's great. That's on a much larger scale than Belmore. Um, you know, actually... We're pretty blessed as a chamber that we've had some great fundraisers over the past years, like we mentioned the car show and the street festival. So what we did for our members, we actually gave everybody the year of 2020 for free. Our membership, um, like Dominic's, is 125 for the year. Um, We came together and felt bad asking anybody for the $125. Anybody that had paid already, we credited them towards 2021. So fortunately, we we're in the in a position where we can kind of hold our own and give everybody um, a free year. And um, that went off. That was, you know, everybody was grateful. They understood um, that we were making an effort. As far as um, raising membership, you know, I just have to because I'm thinking of Mark here. You know, Mark has is in the process of doing a map tunes um, for the village of Belmore. So he has a promotion that goes around to businesses, all the businesses, not just the the um, members, um, all the businesses in Belmore, and tries to give them a free membership. So um, it's a win-win situation where they're going to be on the map, and then they give. Um, a free membership to the Belmore Chamber of Commerce. And the thing that's nice about that is you get people that don't really know much about the chamber and don't know what the chamber does and don't doesn't haven't really met a lot of the people so a free membership um, lets them come experience, the year of being able to come to the meetings, to be able to participate in the events and see exactly what we do. And we have found that the free membership pays off because once the people join and see all the good things that we're doing for the community, they will um, a lot of times follow up the following years and join for many years to come.
1: Well, thank you for that shameless plug. <laughs> all right, Tom, you have a question for Dominic or Jean? Yeah, I think for, uh, I'll go with Gene
2: first. And first of all, I, I love your downtown. I go to uh, Mateo's on occasion. Uh, and for Dominic, I love uh, Mitchell's on a Saturday morning for my scrambled eggs and so on. So <laughs> I don't live far. I live right in the middle, Deb smack in the middle of the two of you guys. Um, beyond the membership uh, things and that car show you mentioned, Gene, what do you think are the biggest challenges over the next, I don't know, 12 to 18 months? Our, our, uh, our fellow citizens in Nassau elected some different people. I know we're not going to be political, but what do you think about the, uh, the upward swing or not of our small businesses in places like Belmore? And I'd offer the same question uh, to Dominic after Jean's finished.
0: You know, I think that we're headed in the right direction. I feel that anybody that made it through the pandemic and survived um, understands how to be lean, how to run a business um, through the hard times. I'm, um, hoping and really believe that people are dying to get out, out of their house and spend some money we did have a very successful actually um the end of september we were able to have our street festival and it was the biggest street festival we've ever had in the history of Belmore. Um the carnival was completely packed the streets were packed all the vendors were happy they were selling food and selling merchandise so we know that people are have been inside the house for way too long. They're dying to get out. So anybody that wants to start a business, um, this might not be a bad time. People are ready to go out and spend some money. They're tired of shopping online. They want to get out. They want to see people. They want to go face to face. So for the existing businesses that have made it, I think it's only going to get better. And for anybody who's looking to come into Belmore or open up a retail location, I think the timing is right.
2: That's great. I'd offer the same question to Dominic about what he sees as the uptick, uh, in the, in the current environment over the next 18 to 24 months.
3: Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'm positive about next 18 to 24 months, uh, before the pandemic, uh, one of the complaints for our downtown, uh, was that we had too many of the same type of businesses, uh, and there wasn't enough restaurant or dining, uh, on our, our main street. And, um, uh, As I had said earlier in the program, um, now I believe we actually have more restaurants today than we did before the pandemic. A few opened up, not many, two or three, but um, uh, made a difference in our downtown. And uh, I think if we continue that trajectory and we get uh, some more restaurants, um, it'll provide a better mix and it'll attract more people to spend time on the downtown, which will hopefully have a trickle effect for the other types of merchants, because we'll have more people on our avenue. Um, uh, so I, I, I'm i optimistic. The regulatory environment, you know, I, I think it's moving in the right direction. I mean, locally here in Valley Stream, uh, they've just moved their permitting process online. Uh, so that hopefully will help streamline, you know, getting the permits to open a new business. Um, and I think, uh, you know, through the pandemic, uh, the local municipality recognized that we need to cut some of the red tape and uh, get people, you know, uh, open and uh, it's doing well.
1: Okay, Dom, thank you for that.
3: All right, Gene,
1: how about you? You got a question for Tom or Dom?
0: Okay, I have um, a question for Dominic. Um, Dominic, one of the biggest uh, hurdles that we have is to get people to come to our general membership meetings and, um, and we try to have different guest speakers. Do you have any ideas for us or something that you've experienced to try to get general members to show up at meetings, maybe a guest speaker or any other type of
3: event? So uh, that's actually one of the areas that we, we have uh, done well uh, with, and uh, you know, uh, not something we struggle with. We get about uh, anywhere from a low of about uh, high 20s to as much as 40 people to come to our general membership meetings. We have them once a month as a luncheon um, at uh, different local restaurants or um, a village. Uh, so once a year, we have the mayor come and speak, and that's always our uh, best attended, uh, you know, meeting for the year because uh, everyone wants to, you know, get some face time with the mayor and uh, get to hear an update on everything going on in the village. We've had some people come from the town of Hempstead as well in the past, uh, you know, town council people. Um, And, you know, I would say what we do is we try and get interesting speakers. Uh, We had someone come, we had the commissioner of Nassau County Consumer Affairs come. Uh, We've had a bunch of other people from the village come, the fire inspector to talk about, you know, the current regulations, fire prevention. Uh, We've had some programs on... um, of like human resources what you need to do for compliance um uh, we've had some financial planning people so we try and keep a you know uh, an array of guest speakers every now and then we'll do no speaker just networking amongst yourselves uh we give everyone an opportunity even if we have a speaker, to go around the room tell us who you are what uh, business you're from and a little bit about your business and um you know, that's, uh, that's been consistently working well for us. So uh, We just went back to in-person luncheon meetings uh, coming out of the pandemic uh, this summer. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're off to uh, a good start. We tried some night meetings, see if we get more people or a different crowd, and uh, that uh, we didn't. So we went back to our lunch meetings. Um, awesome. I don't think a lot of business people want to stay uh, longer than they have to, to to get home to their families <laughs>
1: So, Gene, if I'm hearing Dom correctly, you need to incorporate the village of Belmore, get yourself a mayor, and then you can have real big Perfect. annual state-of-the-state state addresses.
0: I enjoyed Thomas's unified message about us all being New Yorkers. So my question to him is, when is he going to run for mayor of New York City?
2: <laughs> I live in Malvern, and I'm very happy with what I do. As I tell people, I have a lot more fun on the sidelines Um you know, asking, uh, you know, challenging questions and hoping to put some people on the spot that we've elected, but I'm flattered by your comment. And Gene, if I may offer a suggestion too about membership, you know, we do this, we do, we do these events where we always charge, like for a, for a networking event, we'll charge $15 for members and then 20 or 25 for future members um, to get a little differentiation about being a member of the chamber of commerce. And we'll get like 20 or 30, sometimes 75 people out, depending upon the venue. But what we started doing when things fell off a little bit was we'll raffle off. <clears throat> Got to give you a business card, not a raffle ticket, because the business card is is data, right? You raffle off <clears throat> two $25 gift cards and not gift cards of Visa, MasterCard, or, or, or Amazon, or American Express. You go to a local business. Maybe we go to your business, right? You go to David's business at, at Buzz. You buy a $25 gift card, so you keep it all in the family, right? You raffle it off. David can hand it off, a photo, just a way to get people to go. And you don't, of course, give that gift card out until the end of the night. And you have to be present to win. <laughs> right. Okay,
0: right. Thank.
1: like that. All right, thanks to our leaders for those uh, great questions. Now let's get back to the final day tripper segment. Now we've heard about things to do in Valley Stream and the Belmores. Uh, Now, it's Tom's turn to tell us how how a family of five can spend a day in Queens County, or should it be a a week or a month or something like that? Anyway, I've been to Queens many, many, many times, and there's always lots to see and do. So, Tom, talk to me.
2: Thank you. Um, Whether it's five or 50 or even a couple, um, what I would suggest, as you guys are Long Islanders, um, head west, go west, young man. Uh, Get to Woodside, hop on the 7 train. I would suggest you get a, a pass, a metro pass, a metro card for a limited ride. And at every stop, station stop on the 7 train, get off and walk downstairs. You'll be surprised by the variety of restaurants. Some of them are Dominican. Some of them are Colombian. Some of them are Ecuadorian. But every stop, when you walk down the platform, down to Roosevelt Avenue, down to the ground level, you're going to find another culinary experience. Uh, it's a pretty cool opportunity to do that especially if you like food like I do. If you're into sports and so on, I would suggest, or just culture, I would suggest the following. Um, get to uh, Flushing Meadows, Corona Park. Take in a cruise in the Skyline Princess. You can get in that boat, the Skyline Princess, up to the Statue of Liberty and back. Go to a Mets game if we're in season. Uh, go to the USTA with the kids, whether they're in season or not. The USTA does a great, USTA does a great job of offering uh training for for young people to learn about how to do tennis if some of your family's into the museum head over to the queen's museum and then last but not least i would head down uh the grid if you're if you're in a car head down the van wick which is now going through a very very big wide expansion with believe it or not less traffic head down to the jfk airport area um i would check into the twa hotel which is gorgeous 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 rebuilt for the cost of $275 million right back down to the clock radios in the rooms from 1962. They've got a um, uh, a pool up on the roof that looks like it's pouring onto the, uh, it's an infinity pool, like it pours onto the runway. It's by the JetBlue Terminal, Terminal 5. There's a great cafe there. They even have payphones, which anybody under the age of 35 is like, what the heck is a pay phone? But nonetheless, the place is gorgeous. A lot of people do stay vacations there. The rates are really, really reasonable. And when you're done there playing around, head over to one of the highest grossing casinos in America, I kid you not, and that's Resorts World. There's also a hotel over there. Resorts World is huge. It's undergoing a huge retransformation. And uh, it's probably a mile or so from the hotel airport at TWA. You'll be busy, but you'll have fun.
1: That's quite a bucket list for Queens. I, I will say
3: during the pandemic, my wife and I did stay at the TWA hotel for a night and it was an excellent experience. Great. Oh, no. and, and again, like all things are local, right? A lot of the folks that work there
2: are from Nassau and Suffolk. So, you know, I think we're all a rising tide does lift all boats, gentlemen. And I think it's really important to remember whether you're in Queens or Nassau or Suffolk, we got to all support the local economy.
1: You know, I don't know if I'm showing my age or showing my curiosity, but I've done most of those things that you mentioned there, Tom. Including the (laughs) payphone? Yes, including the (laughs) payphone. All right. Special thanks to my guest joining me today, Dominic Minerva, immediate past president of the Valley Stream Chamber of Commerce. Again, Dom, congratulations on six successful years there. Uh, I guess you were president, right? Six-year term? Yes, uh, I was three two-year terms, yep. The long run. Good for you. Gene Judd, Vice President of the Chamber of Commerce of the Belmores. Gene, I'm wondering, are you next in line?
0: (laughs) They've been asking me that question for the last six years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thomas Gretsch, thanks again for joining us. He's the Queens County Chamber of Commerce President and the CEO. Guys, I enjoyed having all of you uh, back on the program again. You've been listening to Chamber Chatter on 88.1 FM, WCWP.org. It's been underwritten by MapTunes, Long Island Chamber Maps. Chamber Chatter is also available as a podcast. Visit wcwp.org forward slash Chamber Chatter. And did you know you can watch this very program on YouTube? Yep, just search WCWP Studios. Special thanks to my longtime friend, Dan Cox, who is the director of broadcasting here at WCWP. He's also been engineering my show throughout the pandemic and I'm grateful for that. Thank you, Dan and to my listeners remember to always keep your local businesses in mind when you're making purchases or utilizing services yes it's that important project independence and you is coming right up have a nice weekend everyone